I love this segment coming up here because we've done a bunch of these now with Sandy and I. Mayor to mayor. This is a mayor, Mayor Dan Devine, city of West Dallas. Good morning. Good morning. Pleasure to have you in here. Good I, to be I, back. I love the face to face. We've known each other for God, 10 plus years. Yes. How long have you been mayor? 15 years. Wow. That is a, yeah. Are you the longest tenured now? Or? No, I think. Mayor Knightsky has me by a year. Is he still around? He's still going <laughs> no in kidding. Greenfield. Give you any advice? We bounce a lot off of each other because we share a border, so we're right next to one another. And we, yeah, we, well, you know, the ICC meets every month yeah. too, so that gets all the Milwaukee County suburban leaders together. It's actually a good group. It is. Yeah. It is. I had fun when I was on there because you, you get to talk about all the issues and you meet all the other people doing the same job as you. And you, and you continually realize also that a lot of, Communities, no matter how small, North Shore or South Shore, they're all dealing with a lot of the same issues. Hey, I wanted to hit quickly. There's a news story about a shooting, police-involved shooting, at the MATC campus area in West Dallas. Yes. What do you know? What's the latest? Um, not much. It's a domestic incident that the police responded to this morning. And there was a weapon um, on the person which is, who is now deceased. But I, it's really it's really fresh. I, I got a brief update from our chief on the way in. Okay. Um, but it's developing. I think I think he did a brief live press conference. But you never want to speak too soon on these things because that can totally derail the the story or the investigation. And um, the communication though was immediate. I'm part of Milwaukee Area Technical College because I work at Milwaukee PBS, and I got the text and the voicemail mm -hmm. immediately, and then immediately with the all clear when it happened about 15 minutes later. So. I felt informed. I didn't good. love the information, you know, of lockdown and lock your windows and doors, but I loved being informed. Sure. That's great, great local leadership, not just from you, but others, that they're all coordinated and, and they know the routine, which is kind of unfortunate because we're talking about a shooting, mm -hmm. but they know what to do, how to communicate that. And you said it happened so quickly. Talk about leadership in, in your role as mayor for that kind of a tenure. Like, how do you approach the job? Like when you show up every day, what's your mindset? What's your routine? So a lot of my early mornings are just catching up on email and prepping a to-do list for the day and just really dependent on what that calendar looks like each day. As, as you probably remember, every day is completely different. You'll, you'll never have the same day twice as a mayor. Sometimes it's just one-on-one -on -one meetings with residents, with businesses. Sometimes it's ribbon cutting. Sometimes it's fun stuff. Yeah, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's less fun. And... Uh, you know, my first thing is, do I need to wear a suit today? Do I have anything really <laughs> right, formal? Right. And uh, Casual mayor versus dressed up yes, mayor for yes. the photo ops. Yes. Do I need the tie? Yeah. I, I told Sandy the story. I, I just recently donated like 12 mayor suits that I didn't really wear anymore. Don't need anymore. Yeah, because you, you wear a lot of suits when you're yes, mayor because you're, you you're going to all these things. It's part of the part of the gig. Yeah, yeah, you do. You almost have to have a tailor ready to go. Or a I, say, I always seamstress. have one hanging in the office closet just in case. Yeah, yeah. Right, the tie, you never tie in the coat. At least yeah. the sport coat. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you something. It, it didn't happen in your community, but I know you deal with issues like this, and we'll get to some of the challenges and the successes in West Dallas. By the way, at one of your restaurants last weekend, the Double B's was Awesome. Bar barbecue. As, oh, as always. Is that Greenfield? That's, uh, yeah, 74th and yeah. Greenfield. That's Fantastic. the worst when you have to walk out to your car at the end of the day and their smokers are going. It smells. instantly starving. Wafting towards you. Yeah. It smells amazing, and then the food is amazing. So kudos on that. I'm jealous, you know, Creek, of all the restaurants options you have because you have way more than we do. Yeah, I'll just tell you that. that's been one of our huge pluses in the last couple of years is all these small businesses and restaurants opening up and they're really interested in being here. So I don't know if you followed this story. We had um, Mike Zimmerman, uh, the CEO and president of The Rock, mm -hmm. obviously in Franklin, a little bit of Greendale, noise issues. And we also had a supervisor, Patty Logsdon, on a little bit later to kind of, you know, recount some of her um, non-conversations with those folks. But I I'll ask you this question in this way. 
we all, have, as mayors, have dealt with issues like this. Like, what's your approach? Or if you want to, you can even talk about what you might, how you might approach a noise problem, because I had some of those. So I have two thoughts on this. One is a majority of our noise complaints probably come from homeowners that buy their homes when there's not a race at the Milwaukee Mile. <laughs> and I will, get, I will get calls from Wauwatosa. I will get calls from West Dallas. I will get calls from Milwaukee. How can this be happening? You know, how can you let this happen? And the, the reality with that is state, state Fair Park is state land, and it is completely exempt from all of our ordinances. So if we have noise ordinances, which we do, and that'll be my second point, if we have noise ordinances and the State Fair Park wants to do tire testing at 4 a.m. on a Monday, we can't stop them. They win the argument. Yes, because they're the state. Wow. It's, it's state land. It's state laws. Interesting. State, state rules. They, they trump all of our or local ordinances. But we do have noise ordinances. We get... A handful of noise complaints from certain uh, music tab- music bars that that like to do outdoor music that started in 2020 2021 when people were doing things outdoors mm-hmm. and has continued somewhat and it's really up to our our common council to determine whether they want to allow these every sunday and we do have noise meters our health department will do sound studies like i think occurred in franklin if i, I just kind of skimmed those stories i didn't dig too deep into them but we do have ordinances and we try to keep them we enforce them however when you say it's got to be this many decibels by this many feet you're never going to get 100 percent compliance on that standard so everybody in the community is it's too loud i can't sit on my porch on sunday please call your alderman and tell them so when that comes up for renewal they can hear your voice and vote accordingly now if you've you've got a place that's playing music and you get one or two complaints from 60 70 homes probably not going to register but if you get 30 neighbors calling out of 60 or 70 homes it's it's much more significant yeah, it's funny because some of the same ones that you talked about rest bars restaurants you know not that era but earlier where we started to get outside with entertainment that's where mm-hmm. i got most of mine and i can tell you some of these conversations were very very heated mm-hmm. and you bring the the police in sometimes and, and just to kind of calm the situation my perspective always was if you listen to the people that are making the complaints seriously listen to them and say, look, we understand. And, and here's another great thing I know you do, and I, I did. You get out there. You yes. go to the neighborhood. You actually, if even if you go when these things are happening, yes. you get a lot of credibility as a local leader. And I and I know, and I know you do that. Yep, definitely. All right. So, um, tell me about some of the success stories in West Dallas because it's a dynamic city. How many people live in West Dallas? Just under sixty thousand. That's a big city. It's now. the second biggest in Milwaukee County, and I think it's about eleventh in the state. No kidding. Um, it, You're going to crack the top 10. We're, we're working on that. We're working <laughs> on that. Which is, you know, a lot of the developments we're getting now is for apartment proposals. And when you look around our, like, farmer's market neighborhood, there's a lot of residential put in, but that residential is spurring a lot of additional development for entertainment. Um, Ope Brewing Company opened up in an old factory that had employed two people. And um, there's just a lot of energy surrounding the new residents that are looking for places to shop to go grab a bite to grab a drink and that that just kind of snowballs so a lot of our recent proposals for development have been apartment units and we are starting to get some of the vibe from the communities that's enough with the apartments and why don't you build single-family homes but what i try to explain to people is you know we're looking at one with um Three Leaf Partners right now, which is the Pat Connaughton mm-hmm. Development ah. Group. And he's looking at a, a place, or his firm is looking at a place on 85th and National. And it's I think it's a 50 or $60 million development. 
And and I try to explain to people, it's like we could put single family homes there, but it would probably be four worth about one point one million ish or a sixty million dollar dense residential, which is gonna be hundreds of people shopping, spending money, supporting the retail and, and the food and beverage industries in the area. I am fascinated by this this debate um, because whenever you develop, it almost always has impact on services and traffic. Yeah. But you made a great point there. When you have developments like that, and apartments seems to be the big one now, yeah. often these developers are coming. They're not even asking for city money. They just want to build the apartments. Mm-hmm. So for the city, adds to the tax base, adds density, adds customers to your other businesses who are already sitting there. It's it's hard to say no, but I, I get the single family argument, and the way I always pacify people is there's two things you can do about that. You can look for future neighborhoods, which smart leaders do, or talk about things like green space. You know mm-hmm. what what we've added because that's always good for homeowners and apartment dwellers, places they can hang out. Mm-hmm. There's no easy answer on this stuff, but but I, I see your city, and I I go to West Dallas a lot. I I, I see you as a leader that gets it. Mm-hmm. And not everybody does, and maybe that's because you've been there over a decade, and maybe maybe not. I mean, what what's the secret to your success? Well, we have an incredible staff and an incredible team, and they're just great visionaries. We have a strong majority of our council gets it; they understand that. And it, I think a lot of it's about balance. You never want to do too much in one direction with blinders on. You always want to consider. The immediate impact, the long-term impact, and then the the peripheral impact. And I, th- I think every development, you can look at the community be- benefit. Does it, you know, nothing with dollars or anything, or you can look at the tax base. And you can get something that might provide a lot of new property tax revenue, but is it a good use? You know, if somebody wants to put like a, a beef rendering plant in a you know semi-residential neighborhood right. that would pay a lot of taxes, but it's going to be a nightmare for the neighborhood. That doesn't make sense. No easy job being mayor. I like a challenge. <laughs> there you go. That's a good answer. We'll take a break. Mayor to Mayor with West Alice Mayor Dan Devine. We'll talk about some of the challenges of your in your city and of being the mayor of that city after this on WTMJ Now. Little Mayor to Mayor for you on a Thursday. Typically we do it early in the week, but the schedule didn't work out that way. So joining us in the studio from the city of West Alice, Mayor Dan Devine. Lots of great comments, Mayor. And we were talking about National Avenue, how much it has built up. And I was going to tell you that I've been driving National Avenue For 20 years now, for work, business, pleasure, whether it's restaurants. And I was driving to get my hair done a couple weeks ago, and I was driving that stretch by the farmer's market, and I was surprised to see a colorful apartment building. Big words that says the West. Yeah. Yeah. And and a buddy of mine who we used to nickname the Wing Commander used to always go to 4th and Long and hold court at lunch there. And it's just like, so to know that stretch for a couple of decades now, to see just how much it's developed and, and see that there's a bright energy and, and see yeah, that development and the wings are still good mike, mike from fourth <laughs> and long did a, big, did a big renovation and he has some outdoor seating now and and they still have incredible food so that's still on my list highly so, recommend so it's nice to have that blend of neighborhood spaces that are tried and true and familiar and also see the development coming around it and that's neat because we do have a lot of long-standing businesses like fourth and long like kegels like rapina's uh. grocery store but yet there's so much new stuff coming in that it's a really neat blend of kind of holding on to the history, but yet welcoming the new. couple of nice comments. Diane says, I just had my daughter's wedding at the Gage. Absolutely beautiful oh, yeah. gem. Talk about it. That's on 70th Street. It's an old uh, Alice Chalmers building that they turned into That whole into area is being venue. transformed, right? Yeah, there's yeah. a hotel right across the street. And then we actually just had a planned commission meeting last night. There's a, another proposal for apartments just north of the hotel from uh, Land by Label, which is a, kind of a... 
veterans in the industry, but a newer organization that was put together to do development. Diane adds that um, I live in Tosa and telling everyone that West Dallas is a new Tosa. I'm a, I have a lot of respect for Tosa. So I, I do. Get, that's a good compliment. Um, Jill says, love the development that Mark Lutz has done on, is it Beecher Street? Beecher Street, yeah. What's the development? So Mark owns the West Dallas Cheese and Sausage Shop in the public market and on 68th and Beecher. And he has, over the last 10 years, kind of incrementally picked up businesses in that neighborhood and turned them into something cool. So actually at 4 o'clock today, we have a ribbon cutting for Archie's Flat Top, which is a smash burger place. And right next door to that is a scratch ice cream location. But he's got the cheese and sausage shop. Then he fixed up the kitchen across the street, which is now Wild Roots Restaurant. Wow. And then to the east of his building was an old service station that he bought, which he turned into Station 6, which is a is a cocktail bar, craft beer bar, where the garage door is open and there's an outdoor pergola. Going westward, there's a butcher shop. Across the street from the butcher shop is the bake sale, which is all pies and bakery goods from all the different artisan bakers in the Milwaukee Okay, area. I'm jealous. And I'm. this is for all my friends in Oak Creek and Franklin, some of the really south side communities, because what's the magic about getting these all these unique little restaurant shops, unique kind of destination places? So I think a lot of it is our location. And when I first got elected... I kind of was under the impression that as a mayor, you could just call up this developer or call up this <laughs> right. business and say, hey, you should open a shop in West Dallas. Hey, let's do it. Okay, it's done. <laughs> but that's obviously not the case. But we're at, we're at the point now where West Dallas is trendy and there are you know, restaurant groups and people I've spoken to over the years, years ago, where I said, hey, did you ever think about West Dallas? And it was kind of a, kind of a snub. You know, yeah, whatever. No. You know, we're in Milwaukee. We're in this city. We're in that city. It wasn't on people's radars. And now they're coming back. They could have gotten a much better deal ten years ago when I first asked them, but now you know now everything is more expensive. But other some of these places I spoke to 10, 12 years ago are coming back and saying, "Hey, we'd like to look in West Dallas. What's available?" It's almost a micro model for even bigger cities, i.e., Milwaukee, where you have an old industrial area and you can transform it. It takes time, obviously. It does. Yeah, uh, and we're talking decades, but at some point th you can make some headway here. Well, it's it's like what you said. I think people need to know that you can be successful in West Dallas. I mean, let's go back to the 80s. It wasn't the city with the greatest reputation, and it's gotten much, much better. After the industry left, it really took a hit. But it's dense residential. It's walkable. It's in the middle of the Milwaukee metro area. So like you mentioned, Wauwatosa, I was at one of my son's volleyball matches, and two parents from Tosa East were sitting in front of me. They looked over their shoulder, looked back again, looked back a third time, and they said, <laughs> are you Dan Devine? I was like, yeah. And he goes, we spend more money in West Dallas now than we do in Wauwatosa. We wow. love what's going on there. And it's like, hey, we'll take it. There's more to come. Do you Th embrace the Stallis name? I don't mind it. Some <laughs> some really do, and some really embrace what's it. What's the appropriate name if it's not Stallis? Depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really an answer, As then. long as it's affectionate, though. Well, and, People you know, like to call it home. My, and, my boyfriend, born and bred West Dallas. Yeah, and even going back to Old Brewing, they, they their shirts say Stallis, Wisconsin. Their T-shirts and... and I think their canned beer says Stalis on it. So some embrace it, some loathe it. Oh, oh yeah. Get, I didn't realize it was so divisive. Well, I think it's dirty Stalis. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Then dirty, I understand but, that might not be as charming. Yeah. yeah that's no one likes that. But <laughs> the um, I think that the Stalis is perceived as a abbreviation of dirty Stalis. Oh, oh so I, I think Stalis to me would be sort of be like. Uh, I grew up in Louisville, so if you say Louisville, oh, we know you're from there. So sure. to me, sort of calling it Stalis is like... But if I say Louisville... Yeah, then yeah. we know yeah. you're not from there. But, but to me, like, Stalis would be an affection. Yeah. It would be like, I'm a, I'm an original. Well, I, I heard 
when Wauwatosa started going with Tosa that people yeah. didn't like it. Really? But no one cares now. Hmm. That uh, I know of. Peter asks on the old National Bank talking text line, largest employer in West Allison, what does Mayor Devine, what strategies does he have to attract new major employers or encourage current ones to expand? Peter. So we have two expansions going on right now. Um, Blast Cleaning Technologies is on Greenfield Avenue, kind of also in that old Ellis Chalmers complex, and they're working on a new clean foundry development where they're taking a, a vacant building and, and retrofitting it. Quad Graphics is a big employer. I believe Aurora Healthcare is one of our big employees, and I think our, our school district actually has a lot of people because there's two high schools and two or three intermediate schools, and it covers you know parts of West Milwaukee and Greenfield and New Berlin. So um, we're still always looking. You know, A few years ago, uh, we had an architectural millwork firm, Glenn Reeder, mm-hmm. open up in the city, and they're they're making like all the hardwood interiors for banks and casinos, and it's kind of neat going in there and see what where their impact has been. It's kind of that point you made earlier. It's, it, it seems so easy to just call up a company and say, "Hey, you want to relocate to West Dallas or Oak Creek or wherever?" But sure. it, there's, I mean, just the IKEA project from my perspective took years yes. before it was even public. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't. They're not instant hits. So you're talking years, in some cases, decades to make magic like that happen. Um, can you stick around for one more segment? Mm-hmm. There's a lot. We haven't even got to the challenges of being a local leader yet, and I'm sure there are some because I remember what those were like. Uh, and, and then there's a question from Linda. That we'll get to after the break. Sandy, Steve, WTMG now, Mayor to Mayor. Oh, little Mayor to Mayor on this Thursday. Uh, mayor Dan Devine, City of West Dallas. Uh, caller wants to weigh in quickly and real quick. Get to your question, Linda. Thanks for calling the show. Thank you for um, taking a call. Sure. What's your question? My question is, um, uh, my question is, you were talking about all the apartments going up in West Dallas, but what about affordable housing? Um, I operate a food pantry, and mm-hmm. a lot of our clients are really struggling to find um, affordable housing. Thanks mm-hmm. for the question, Linda. I appreciate you listening to the show. Thanks, Linda. Yeah, so for starters, I think in a very, very general sense, even though housing prices have been going up, when when you compare the city of West Dallas to the surrounding communities, we are still significantly more affordable. But yet, I see what people are selling houses for, so I realize that housing prices are skyrocketing everywhere right now. Supply low, demand high. Yep, and uh, you know we have had discussions with developers, and we've worked with um, the school district is is uh, sending out RFPs for one of the elementary schools that they had to close because of declining enrollment. And that's a candidate for potential having some component of affordable or workforce housing in it. There, it's on the it's on the discussion. It's just finding the right fit and the right project that makes the right sense for the neighborhood. Do you um, have some serious, significant challenges like a lot of other communities do? I mean, the budget thing is always the time when you start seeing that stuff. Yeah, every challenge, every every issue that comes up, it's hard to not tie it back to just not having enough money in the budget to address it, and that. That goes to everything from reckless driving complaints to you know blight elimination and code enforcement and it's it's great what the state legislature and the governor did a few months ago. Act twelve, yes. shared revenue. Yes, that's awesome, but I'm really nervous that they're just gonna do that and then not touch it for another twenty years and we're gonna be in two or three years right back to where we were. And it was so refreshing to just see the the bipartisanship and to see both sides getting frustrated with one part of it, which is kind of how compromise works. That's how we got to do it. And it, it, we have we have challenges with as much as public safety. 
our crime numbers have been fairly flat. Some categories go up, some some go down. But the last time the police department did a community partnership meeting, I think our overall crime numbers were down about 9%, which is very good. But there were some that were ticking up, and it was very troubling to see that trend. And so public safety is always on the radar. And just we've got some very tired old buildings that – we're still trying to inject life into, and we, you know, we mentioned a couple of them over the past twenty minutes about new developments, tearing down the old, building up the new, and you're trying, you're trying to keep the the history and the the industrial grittiness and the vibe of West Dallas. We're not trying to be all gold and glitter, but it's it's a fine line. Like I said before, it's balance. And people forget how how expensive infrastructure is. Just roads. I mean, yes. everybody, every city's got a schedule, right? You, yes. you determine the condition, then you decide when we'll get to it, and and it, it's. We all know, and this has been a popular discussion point with all leaders in Wisconsin, a lot of this stuff's been neglected. It's just you don't have the money, you have to put it off. Well, and we, we also were finding a few years ago that on our far eastern end, the oldest end of West Dallas, we're talking early 1900s, and then as the city grew west in the you know 1950s and 60s, the stuff that they put in in the 1900s is starting to fail, but then the stuff they put in the 1950s and 60s was subpar, so it's all starting to fail at the same time, whether it's 100 years old or 60, 50 years old. So a lot of it's coming up, and we're not we're not repairing streets at the rate we would like to. You know, if we're if we're trying to get, I can't remember the exact numbers, but if we're trying to do 10 miles of street every year, we're probably doing six or seven, and that's to keep, I think, on a 50 year replacement. And residents program. keep track of that. Trust me, because they they know <laughs> yes. when their street's going to get fixed or not yes. fixed. Yes, that's always one of the fun ones. Uh, real, real quick. So, as a how long? How many years now? Fifteen. Any political ambition beyond mayor? Not really. No. No. no? no. You sure? Yeah. I enjoy it. There's a lot of open jobs. There, there are. are. Jobs. There are. I mean, part of it for me is is when things get partisan, they get dysfunctional. And when I, you're, I hear you on when that. you're in a nonpartisan office with a nonpartisan council, and you look at things case by case, and is this overall for the good of the community or not? There's no party telling you what to do, what not to do. It, to me, to me, going into something partisan just doesn't appeal to me. Well, and you're really in the community. You yeah. have to see people. <laughs> yeah. If their street isn't getting fixed, or they have a complaint, yes. or you also get to see people if they're high fiving you because they're excited about a new business. Yep. That's a different level than living in a different space, trying to trying to connect connect with your constituents. Yeah. Hey, I always appreciate seeing you. I think last time we met, we uh, you were having some lunch on one of the. One of the busy streets in West Dallas. Two plus two. Yes, it was yeah. very good. Yeah. And uh, I am jealous about all the great eating places you have in West Dallas because I'm, I'm eating out there more than... It, you're welcome anytime. My home city. So, yeah, I, I, know, I know you're saying that. <laughs> Mayor Dan Devine, City of West Dallas. Mayor to Mayor, thanks. Uh, have a great weekend. Thanks so much. Good all to right. see you.